As Common Rider Football, I would like to apologize for my actions on the previous episode of the Going Through the Deck Cast Shards. I would like to say I am not, in fact, pro-genocide, and in fact, Sir Kibble is allowed to make a nice community wherever he wants on the website. Ladies and gentlemen, we are currently having some technical difficulties, but we're doing everything we can to fix them as soon as possible. Welcome to Shard 10 of Journey Through the Deck Cast, where I'm Shin Garrett. Hi, I'm Chris. Common Rider Football. <laughs> this meta joke has gone too far. I can only use that joke on this show. Yeah. Oh, I'm Chris, who randomly has super strength in this episode. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, this uh, Geo episode was... Uh, Hawk, Tiger, and Grasshopper, 2010. I don't know why they just didn't call it Tatoba. You know, they might have, and it's just, that's how it was translated. Uh, maybe. Uh, when, or, did or they my... show, when did they flash the title? Very start, bottom left corner. Yeah. Also, they could have just named it my favorite mispronunciation of that, which is Taco Bar. Ooh. <gasps> taco Bar, Taco, Taco, Taco Bar. I would love a Mexican-themed Common Rider. Let's just get the G Gundam of Common Riders. Yes, yes, please. I don't even mm. like G Gundam, and I would love to see how G Gundam's bad great. That gets. I think Zio is already the G Gundam of Common Riders, but better. Oh man, what if what if they brought in Common Rider G? <laughs> What's Common Rider G? Have I not shown you Common Rider G? I thought I showed you the video for it. No, you definitely haven't. Well, it crosses over with Decade, so you'll have to wait. Oh, great. As opposed to Mr. Driller G, which was on the PlayStation and crossed over with nothing. Uh, well then. I didn't know that. I don't have much Mr. Driller, Mr. Driller knowledge. I am a Mr. Driller scholar. Let me tell you about the best game on the GameCube, Mr. Driller Drill Land. I mean, the best game on the GameCube is uh, Fantasy Star Online Episode 1 and 2. Does not have Poochie, the rapping, drilling dog. Does the not have The best game on the GameCube is Billy Hatcher and the giant... No, I, I can't. But did you know Purist Surgeon decides to pilot Mechanical Arm with only a GameCube controller? <laughs> I did see that. That was pretty pretty funny. Did you see the retweet where then someone then uh, put a picture of Hero from x next to it? Okay, that's pretty good. And it made it better. Yes. Because he would be that asshole. Yeah. He was the, the could-cut-anything guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Still, a weird catchphrase for a surgeon. I am not allowed to do surgery licensed yet, but I will make that my catchphrase as a surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sad in the exit episodes they didn't have... um. Snipe, so I could just talk about how great Blackjack is the entire time. I know. Man, one of the DVDs I picked up for like 10, 10 bucks was uh, the Young Blackjack uh, Blu-ray. I heard that show was good. I meant to watch it, but never got around to it. I considered buying all of the recent manga compilations of early Gona Guy stuff. Ooh, that would have been good. It's just like, I could get the Cutie Honey collection, and the Devilman Classic, and Blackjack. Did you watch, and- um... Did you watch the new Cutie Honey? Is that any good? Eh. That, that is my firm review. Eh. Okay. I've been meaning to watch Ari Cutie Honey, because I really liked that movie that it came out with. But... It has to Not be better good. than Re-Cyborg 009. When are we getting those Cyborg 009 DVDs? They haven't announced the date yet. There seems to be some kind of holdup, but it is coming in the next year. Because I want it. I know. Thank you, based discotheque. Do kids still use that meme? I don't know. Discotheque does pick up a lot of cool shit. 
Oh, yeah. Even if they're going to bring us the most cursed 009 OVA with it. I mean, some price had to be paid somewhere. I thought the price was we're getting the old dub. No, like, it was a big price. God's War is a big price. I don't know anything about Cyborg 009. Here, I'm going to just lay this out for you in a very brief fashion. Cyborg 009 is a series about alienation and how much... To be a hero, you must shed some of your humanity, and where is the line on that? Mm. Now imagine if someone then proceeded to do an arc where there were literal angels and people could go Super Saiyan with their cyborg powers, and it turns out this was all taking place in the real world, and that's why the series came to an abrupt end, because Ivan Whiskey, Psychic Baby, was unable to beam any more things into Shiro Shotaro Ishinomori's head. Is that the canon ending of the series? God's War sucks. No, no. Confirm or deny. Is that the ending of the series? That is how the eventually finished version of God's War wrapped up after Ishinomori died. Yes. Wow. I don't think that was his plan. Someone else wrote that arc, but that was how they tied it together. That's that's quite the way to tie it together. It's garbage. I have no opinion on this. It might be fine, but eh. Have we talked about any Kamen Rider yet? No, we haven't. You talked about Kamen Rider G. Oh, yeah, Kamen Rider G's so cool. So yeah, we've talked about some Kamen Rider, but hey, we're talking about Geo today. Yeah. Talking about some O's. And more Dan. <sighs> more Dan. Yeah, it's like, it's not it's not good, Dan, which, like, I didn't think would be a thing I'd say. Yeah, we didn't think, what if Dan, but it sucked. But here we are. Yeah, that just makes me sad. <laughs> I know, that's... I was avoiding talking about this episode, because, again, it just comes down to Dan walking in and out of rooms and stupidly going, Ah, you betrayed me, but I will leave you with these minions. Ah, you betrayed me, but I will leave you with another minion. Ah, you oh, fuck it, I have to do this myself. That's about what happens. Yeah! He leaves the room three times and sees A.G. still alive and is like, What the fuck are you doing? Uh, I like how he just leaves Shogo to, like, to tie them up. He's like, do you, do you really trust Shogo to tie them up? I mean, he does. He he does tie them up. But then he goes back and unties them. <laughs> I mean, later. <sighs> well, yeah, because because they had like he he and Gates had to fight. They had right. to talk about honor and morality and. So did Nobunaga. Nobunaga. Honor. Oh God, Gates is a Klingon. <laughs> No, that that was Zuko from Blast Airbender. I understand there he's gonna get mixed up. Oh, I have no idea about that show. I only watched the final episode. That's a good way to do it. I just went in and suddenly a baby was Super Saiyan. So in this episode, it starts with uh the seamstress lady from the previous episode meeting the diet member who there were was locked in a room in Dan's palace. And she can apparently just break break chains? Yeah, she just handed. shatters the chains on the door by pushing. She's yeah. super strong. That's her it's thing. Pretty impressive. It's just very bizarre because I can think of no reason she should have that superhuman strength. Neither do those. I mean, She's I, just really strong. She will hurl men in this episode. That yeah, was pretty sweet. She uses the main character of O's as a nunchuck. Which is pretty pretty nice. Yeah, I'm pretty into that. Yeah, I'm gonna give that scene of the episode. Actually, that was a pretty cool fight. Yeah, after they after they they break out of the room they were trapped in, they go meet up with Dan, and uh... Shogo keeps walking in and out and going, "Hey, what do you want out of kings? Hey, you you know," and just asking everyone how they would king, 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 yeah. king, king. Yeah, this is yeah. Shogo is super weird in this episode. <laughs> He says, how do you know he's an evil king? And it's like, well... 
The answers are, respectively, I will reach out to everyone and build a better tomorrow from AG, I am a seamstress, and fuck peons, fuck everyone, bow. Yeah, surely. So, like, that last one's, like, the correct one, right? Uh, Dan wants to ascend beyond Dan Kuro King and become Supreme Dan Kuro King. I'm not entirely clear on what the difference will be, but, you know. One of them's Supreme, obviously. Okay. He'll, uh, he'll get that, like, that, he'll, he'll brand his, his clothes with that Supreme logo. (laughs) Oh, man. You know what? I'd watch, I would watch Kamen Rider Street Fashion. (laughs) Man. I do like this bit when Dan says, eliminate them, and like goes, yeah, and like throws his hands out in front of him and points at this cane. An extremely sinister way. It's very silly looking. Dan is indeed very silly these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I miss old Dan. <laughs> I do! Because. Ah! Old Dan would not have just left this to someone who was betraying him every two minutes. Yeah, he also would have had a better plan of being king. Yeah. Because his entire plan is... To make people bow to him. That's it. I mean, That's all he, he wants. Could be sl- he could be sloppy, because he's immortal up until they go back in time and kill him. The real Dan would have had it planned out for the next ten centuries. Fair enough. Plus, the real Dan would have been immortal anyway. That's true. I do like how when they ask Ag uh, what he want, uh, like if he wanted to be king, the guy he says, "No, I don't want to be king. As long as I have a little money and some underwear for tomorrow, I'm satisfied." Because that's a big mood. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a thing. That's like his catchphrase and O's pretty much for most of it. That's oh. why I was just leaving it, because I knew it was his catchphrase, but... I should watch O's then. That's a very likable catchphrase. I feel like you're going to say that about a lot of characters throughout this uh, series. Has there been a character you haven't said that about, Chris? I I like the, the characters are fun. Um, I don't know. Uh, who Who haven't I liked so far? Dan. Dan's okay. I mean, he seems fine. <laughs> yeah, all right. I don't actively hate Dan in this. He's just not as good as he was in X-Aid. The, the Forze stuff seemed kind of weird. I was kind of kind of lukewarm on that. Man, that's so weird. The one extremely about friendship is the one you decide not to be for. Yeah, it just seemed kind of... And uh, let's see, what other shows have they gone through? I guess the build characters seemed kind of flat. I didn't really get a good sense for what they were like. I'm glaring at you right now through the internet. Uh, I could see that based on the Geo episodes, though. This show is not doing the best job with returning characters. No. Eh, I've liked most of them. Just a couple have been, you know, not uh, not as great. Well, that's we'll get to that in the point five. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The point five for this one does lay out a lot of stuff. I really like the point five on this. I think it's this point five is really good. Yeah, it does the job of uh, telling me who, like, what the directing situation had been that I should have been tracking myself so far, but had not been. Yeah, apparently it's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So after after we come back from the uh, intro, uh, Sukiyomi is is healing Gaze with uh, future lasers. That tablet can do anything. I want twelve. Okay, so so yeah, Sukiyomi and Gates are just straight up having a conversation about how Sogo's evil and they need to kill him, and uh, <clears throat> that their his uncle just does not pick up on that at all. Yep. It's basically just oh, there's still no chicken, huh? it's like you you guys didn't get that chicken yet huh so you you guys want to eat dinner right (laughs) and eventually they leave again to go on a mission of murder at which point grandpa goes oda nobunaga yeah he he does say to sukiyomi uh if he was really as bad as they said he was how could he have united a country um interesting theory 
And uh, he says no one would have followed him then. Mm, okay. You can't really judge someone from a single perspective. For what it's worth, he does raise an interesting point in that until very recent re-examination, Nobunaga was heavily ostracized in Japanese histories of the time period because the scholars were generally part of the ruling class that he sought to dismantle. Right. Uh, It's just bizarre arguments in regard to what else is going on. It is, and I feel that well, again, they point out in the point five episode. This is a this is a very weak thing. I thought I was already on your side. It's a pretty yeah. It's definitely weird because yeah, it, it's weird that Sukiyomi is like having this crisis of faith. I guess about Sogo because yeah, she's already been Shogo? through this. Assassination is good. Actually, is her arc this episode? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I think. I think like the theme for this episode's pretty, pretty bad. But yeah, Sogo is also acting super fucking weird in this episode. So honestly, like the way this makes sense to me is if you swap the order of the wizard and this arc. That might make sense. Actually, I, I guess I could see that happening. And it might like have I, been intended that way. They specifically say they shifted things around to fit the actor they had on hand. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Do they ever do they ever reorder stuff when they do DVD releases? Not on mm. this show. Yeah, not that I'm aware of. Uh, oh, well, that's a shame. I was hoping it might be neat if they had like a re-edited canon order and they did a DVD release. But if they don't do that, then hey. I mean, I don't think they can because like they use the wizard armor. In yeah, they're this episode, they're using so. powers they just got. They couldn't do that. I mean, time shenanigans. They could do whatever they want. Also true, but yeah, I mean, like. This episode feels like it should be placed earlier than where it is, especially with, like, the weird character stuff in this episode. The only part of it that really clicks that way is Gates leaving because it's like, I'm getting too close to him and it's making me weak. Yeah, that's true. The Yeah, the end of this episode is, like, a big change for the uh, status quo, so. I, I think that ending's pretty bad, too, actually. <laughs> I could see it going interesting places, but I haven't looked ahead yet. I thought you wanted Gaze to be more separated from Shogo. Shogo. No. No? Okay. I, I don't know. Just like... All, like, all of these, like... All of these personal dramas feel like they should have have happened earlier. This is still pretty early. We're still in the first quarter of the series, my dude. Right, but like, um... I mean, is it really like the first quarter? I think we'd be in the second because it's ending early, but, um... I I had it in my head as around forty episodes. Uh, is it? Yeah, maybe it is. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, especially with um the conversations from from episodes like the X Eight arc and like the Wizard arc, I feel like where they were at at characters with their relationships would have been past this the, this point of how they're acting now. Because like they had the argument like twice even of like you know of seeing things from the other person's perspective. And it seemed like things were generally on, we're getting closer to an uptick from the wizard episode. Well, yeah, like, I, Sogo's just acting super weird in this episode. Like, it's not, I don't, why wouldn't he just tell Gaze and Tsukiyomi that he was long conning this guy, if that's what he was doing? Like, he, there's no reason he wouldn't just tell them. Well, I mean, there's no reason why he just wouldn't say it to anyone and everyone before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's really weird. We do not have a firm order on how many episodes. The rumor is that it will end in the 40s. Okay, so about 10 episodes shorter than normal. Yeah. So after the Nobunaga conversation, there's a confrontation sequence between Gaze and Sogo. That They have a, another fight. Sogo has the, the, the mummy zombie thingies helping him this time. Not really by his orders, they're just there. Yeah, they're just kind of following him around. And the two of them proceed to blow up these guys, and Shogo goes, Hey, I get it now. Uh, watch out for these innocent people we endangered. Bye. Yeah, he, he has a line in here that kind of reveals his motivation, where he's like, I don't intend on helping him. I'm, I just needed to know what sort of person he was, which is, doesn't make any sense. It was extremely clear. 
I think this is the part where he specifically says, and I'm paraphrasing here, I needed to see what an asshole looked like so I could not be one. I I think he says that later in the episode, but yeah, he brings it up now, basically. <laughs> yeah, he says it a couple times. Like, the whole thing is, um, I, I guess, like, he just, he wants to see what a bad king's like, so he doesn't do it. But he keeps it, like, oddly secret throughout the entire part. It's kind of funny that no one is told Sogo to just open up a history book. I mean, this is a guy who was looking at Oda Nobunaga and going, maybe I will be a monster today. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe just, just hire him a tutor or something. Unfortunately, they secretly hire the fourth time jacker as his tutor and everything goes wrong. <laughs> so so one of the mummies guys tries to attack these uh, engineers who are randomly walking through this oil rig that they're fighting on. Sogo gets all pissed off and says, how dare you attack my precious subjects and then turns his sword into a gun and shoots shoots the mummy guys and at this point the mummies are no longer converted people they're just coin beasts yeah well yeah. i mean even the ones that they converted still spit out the cell metals mm-hmm. well yeah but there were at least people inside them at first now it's just like uh, dan waves his hand and goons that's fair they're very inconsistent in these two episodes is all i'm saying yeah, uh, Tsukiyomi f- figures out something about what sort of, uh, like, she's looking through Dan's personal history. Apparently gets the, the, uh, understanding that he, he, like, was pressured as a kid or something, so he's not actually evil, or, I don't, he seems pretty evil still. I, I think that pretty much plays in line exactly with how X-Aid works with the relationship between Dan and his father. Yeah, Dan Dan has daddy issues in the regular timeline. He just doesn't have, like, I'm gonna lift his empty corpse with my own two hands and laugh daddy issues. I mean, he he, he was close at some points in XA, to be fair. He was close, but he wasn't full maniacal over the top with it. It was like, I'm going to make sure that the instant he suffers a cold, the company reverts to my logic, and then I can take us into a new era. It was scheming. That's true. But then the scheming got turned against him. Well, yeah, that's what you do with schemers. You make sure that their plans uh, are a noose around their neck. Yeah. It's like rock, paper, scissors, but it's just scheming, scheming, and scheming. Hey, you know what show was really bad about that, and I hate people who fetishize it to the point that they want that dude to write everything? Death Note? Gargoyles. Oh. uh, The writer of Gargoyles fucking sucked at his job. And that's why Young Justice was terrible, because he thought, I'm going to have another 17 seasons. What? Nothing happened, and we got canceled. I actually like Gargoyles and Young Justice, but hey. Gargoyles is the better show. Uh, Young Justice is what happens when the guy who's been fellated for a decade gets his full command and goes, Ha ha, I know best. Oh no! I thought people, didn't people really like that Young Justice? They, they're like doing a third Netflix season or something. Young Justice has production problems on so many levels. And again, Um, if you actually look at what happens in two seasons of the show, it's nothing. Nothing at all happens. Are we talking about the same... We need to talk about Kamen Rider, Fletch, because I could not possibly misunderstand more what you're talking about. Okay, we'll uh... we'll do that off camera. Yeah, the the Diet guy is like, hey, uh, you think you're destined to be king? Um, that's concerning. You're a strange individual. So the shift is, uh, Shogo learns the power of having people to do his bidding and therefore wants to be president instead of king. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Sogo agrees to that. That's just what the guy suggests. No, at the end of it, it's like at the end of the show it's like, yeah, people are great. People are great to have. That's why I have. Sh- that's why I have Gates and Tsukiyomi. Right. Yeah, he specifically is saying he learned he cannot do everything alone. <laughs> Which is, it, it's funny that uh, this guy teaches him that lesson because later in the episode, it means he's going to have a little hawk robot help him. <laughs> Which is not where I thought that was going. Oh, you thought he was going to make friends with Gates to beat the villain? No, absolutely not. Uh, also, um, the, the Diet guy, 
uh, has a flashback to like a little girl getting like missile to death. D- what yeah. was going on there? Uh, so that's that's a scene directly ripped from O's. Okay. Um, there was a time when Ag uh went to I want to say it was like war zones to help people out. Didn't go so hot. And it didn't go so well. And it yeah. plays into O's pretty heavily for for that part. He seems like he has a pretty compelling backstory. I'm interested in in what his deal is. Sadly, you beat me before I could make the awful joke of uh, missile attack ant bombing a bus of children in Zimbabwe. That, how is that a joke? That's true, that happened. Chikara! Yes, I know it's actually missile assault ant. I was half asleep at the time. Don't at me. So Dan shows back up. He turns back into another O's. Uh, right? Am I forgetting what happens next, Garrett? Nope, that happens. So at this point, we have now seen the Gem armor more than we've seen the X8 armor. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Which, like, I'm, I'm I'm 100% bitter about this. I hadn't thought about that, yeah. that is. Oh, and then Aura comes in with the Flying Castle from Kiva. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, before that, um, the, the Diet guy, uh, would you say his name was A.G.? Yeah, A.G. gives Sogo the, uh... A couple O watches. Yeah, the the t- the just the regular O's watch, and then the um the red form O's watch. Okay. Yeah. Usually, when people have handed over two watches, it's been for two different writers up until this point. Uh, nope. Same writer. Yeah, I I got the impression they were both for the same writer. Yeah. Um, man, I the red one Tajorda. Like it's O's is confusing because no one can decide. Um what the final form for O's is. Yeah. Um, it's either, it's either the red one, um, Tajorda or the, uh, purple one, which is, um, um, Puto Tyra. Which is the best because if you know any Spanish. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, Puto Tyra is definitely the final form. Don't at me. Oh, I just, am always amused by the fact that whore is part of the final form's name. <laughs> So, yeah, after he gets the <laughs> ride watches, they go outside to have their rider fight. And, yeah, this is when Aura sh- flies in with the castle Garrett was mentioning. Yep. And suddenly we have giant robot fights for a minute as he throws a metal into the time machine. Yeah, yeah there, there's a big mecha fight. It's better than the last time they did a big mecha fight. I mean, it's still not good. Like, the the time machine CG still isn't, like, good. Yeah, it's not as good as the costume and CG stuff. I like that more, but it, it, it's okay. It was fine. It's it's more silly than than the rider armors, and that says something. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, this is also the bit where the Genem armor throws shoots Beyblades at the dragon, the big dragon machine. Yeah, that's a cool thing. He throws the the Baksho bike, whatever they're called. Yeah, Garrett said they're bike wheels, but uh, I was... They are! <laughs> they look a lot like Beyblades, though. But they're bike wheels. You both have Beyblades on the brain. Do you know... None of them know how much Beyblade I had to sit through between recording episodes <laughs> today. It wasn't even that much. It was 20 minutes of Beyblade! They're also making uh, they're making a figure arts of specifically the Gates Gem uh, writer form. For a second, I was very worried you were going to say, of that top that he was firing. <laughs> I mean, maybe it'll come with an effect part for the top. <sighs> no more Beyblade. Beyblade, Beyblade, uh, let it rip. God damn yeah, it. Please, please look forward to the next Riceball Network show. Uh, Beyblade uh, spinning around at the speed of sound or something. I, I don't know. We'll oh, workshop that game. title. <laughs> yeah, let's let's workshop a better one. But yeah, please look forward to it. The one show I will be preemptively banned from. <laughs> no, I think you're just going to be there to suffer through Beyblade. <sighs> That's the one show you just are on. <laughs> <sighs> so, okay, yeah, Big Mecha Fight. Uh, it's it's a fun time. It, it, it's uh, not bad. It's the, fine. The, like, the head, the head of the robot changing with the ride watch is really interesting look yeah like a, a ride watch flies in from off screen and like slams into the place of the other ride watch yeah 
the the most annoying part of this, I think, is Tsukiyomi flies in with the time machine and is like, uh, Sogo, get in so we can go back into the past. He gets in and is immediately driving the thing. It's like, oh, really? We can't let Tsukiyomi help at all? Fair enough. <laughs> I want Tsukiyomi to be more important to this show so bad. It It would be so logical to have her drive the time machine. Garrett, don't worry. When she gets fridged, it will be the most key character development. <sighs> She's from the future. She could drive the time machine because so. Why does Sogo know how to do it? I don't know. It's, it would make so much sense. I just want a female writer that doesn't die. I have bad news for you, my son. Technically, one exists. There's at least one. All right. I'm just saying we have to wait for the new era for that to happen. None of the other writers have been women so far. That's true. They they should do that. I want. A female protagonist for Kamen Rider so bad. Yeah. The new I, era is coming. If it can happen for Doctor Who, it can happen for Kamen Rider. It's entirely true. And hopefully it won't suck. Oh, that would be the worst. Yeah, that would suck. Uh, but okay, so they go back to 2010, and Dan is mad at his dad. Yeah, Dan has the daddy issues. He is uh, yelling and throwing papers all over this office. He yep. does not seem like he is a very cool-headed character. What? No, he he's the most cool-headed person we know. <laughs> Time randomly stops, and he's like, "Ooh, I did that. I'm a god now." Yeah, I mean, like, really, like he should be. Uh, is he producing video games at this point? Because that's yes, what, or says something about that. Yeah, or or totally messes up Dan and makes him not do video games anymore, which is the biggest mistake ever. Uh, I'm curious how Dan plans to become the most important person in the world by making video games. Funny you ask that. (laughs) (laughs) How exactly does this plan work? Should I just tell him? Go for it. Oh, don't forget to mention his mom is a rhythm game. Yes. His mom is a rhythm game? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh... Did she turn into a rhythm game after she gave birth to him, or...? It's a thing. Anyway, Dan makes himself functionally immortal. Okay. He just has infinite lives, so at various points, he brute forces the plot forward by dying and throwing his corpses at a problem until it solves. Okay, that's well, that's pretty OP. Yeah, there's one time where he just like he exhausts himself to death when he's programming an upgrade item. Yes, yes, he just works himself to exhaustion and death at one point and keels over in his moment of victory. Ah, uh, that was real good. I think that's when he's making. Is that when he's making um the you know the one the golden one? Yes. The the Muso one. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, the parody names are really hard to remember at times. So, okay, but yeah, so uh, Or transforms uh, Dan into another Oz in 2010. Uh, There's a short scene of regular Oz fighting a monster, and the regular Oz armor is pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, Oz is a pretty sweet design. Uh, He's fighting, like, a weird Garfield monster. Yeah. (laughs) It Uh, is explicitly made to reference Garfield, by the way. Is it really? Yes. I don't know what's going on there. You never yeah, knew that? So... No. Yeah, that monster was straight up... It had Garfield's head for a reason, my dude. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, so he, he loses his armor and uh, has, like, a cool pink shirt. AG a- seems cool. I like AG. AG's a very chill individual. Yep. Then Sogo and Dan have their big confrontation. Yep. It's pretty quick, because at this point, we already know where that's going. Yeah, pretty much. It's where we get the speech about, like, I'm going to be a good king and not do things all by myself. Yeah. Yeah. When, when Sogo activates the, uh, the, another, o, the, no, the regular O's armor, and that, that was when I realized that O's was Common Rider Toyetic, because three Zords, like, jump into the sequence and transform into the armor. 
Oh god, I just realized that by skipping, we missed my favorite line of the episode, which is when Shoko intervenes in the bit with the two kings in the room. He hears Dan's response for what he wants to do as a king, and his response is, wow, you really suck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did, I, it is a kind of a good turn when we find out that he just thinks that this Dan guy kind of sucks. It's like, great because yeah. he, he just stops pretending he stops treating him as a king. There's no respect. He's just, wow, you're an asshole. Yeah, yeah he's just <laughs> like, it's... okay, long con done now. You suck. <laughs> it, it was the hardest I laughed in the whole thing because it is so blunt. I, I, I like how Shogo's long con, everybody else figured out in seconds. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, uh, the O's armor is pretty awesome. I think it's really cool. Hopefully the O's armor is really cool. Like the O's design is pretty uh, has al- has already been solid in the first place. Yeah. But um, I love how they changed the the chest design instead of having the pictures of the animals to have the name of them in uh, katakana. Is katakana the one that o- that Geo uses? Yeah. Yep. Um, and then when he does uh the rider kick too, it also it it shows the medals with the words as well, which like. The wordplay stuff is always really entertaining to see. I hadn't even noticed that uh, the chest showed the the katakana instead of the uh, animals. That is a neat, cool touch. Yeah, but like the designs for like the right armor and the other riders are like really good in this show. I like it. Yeah, uh, O's armor has a Vega claw. That's pretty. It's a good touch. <laughs> yeah, it's very asymmetric. Yeah, yeah, it's weird because like the like the head of the lion is on one shoulder and stuff. It's probably one of the better uh, rider armors, honestly. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's one of the better looking ones. It, it's not all floppy like the Forze one is. I man, yeah. I think it might be the best one so far. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that best one so far. Mm, maybe. I think the another the the wizard armor is probably my favorite so far. I wasn't counting the ones that Gates has. Oh, okay, that's fair. While we're recording here, Garrett, tell me why the O's power why why O's rider kicks have uh, scanning have the word scanning in them. Oh, so the way the the O's driver works is it was two parts. It was the belt part, and then there was another part that he pulled out, and it scanned the metals. Oh, okay. So when he scanned the metals for the finisher, it's called a scanning charge. <laughs> wow, that is extremely toyetic the o's driver is actually one of the coolest toys um for a rider <laughs> belt because um all of the all of the metals have a like uh nfc chips in them and so you can actually scan over all of them oh. and it uh makes the noise and stuff that's pretty cool yeah i think and like the, there was ways it did too i think there's a, actually a chip inside the belt too where um it knew when when the metals were in the belt, because when you scanned over that last section, it would trigger the henchin part. Huh. That does sound pretty awesome, actually. Ah, we're we're just dancing to the tune of a toy company. I I don't care. The toys are cool. <laughs> I yeah. won't pretend I didn't nearly buy some from X Aid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did I tell you that they that they did a second run of the of the Buckster vi- uh what's it called the belt the bugster visor belt yeah with the dangerous zombie shot no because if you had i would have bought that oh i mean i i think you can still pre-order it i think i can still do this shit i might have to look at that after we're done here so there's a there's a little scene after they beat dan where the the seamstress lady and ag uh like have a little send-off for they're like uh you know they're kind of just talking about needing Sogo, and they still have stuff to go do. I'm guessing this is a send-off for the characters from O's. It's like a cute moment or something. But they seem uh, nice. Kind of. I didn't really think anything super of it. It was, it was, it was nice. I liked it. Yeah, they seem cool. I, I'm curious about them. They're okay. I enjoyed having them back. I kind of doubt that they're going to bring back all these characters for a big climax at the end because that would involve getting a lot of actors. But uh, yeah, probably. I think it would be cool if they did. Uh, like at least one has retired because I heard someone bitching about that after the new episode. Huh. Interesting. Like the newest CO. Oh, huh. Yeah, someone's been replaced by a new actor. I don't know uh, who. Hmm. Fair enough. 
so oh yeah, they they uh so Sikiyomi and Sogo come back. Uh their uncle is upset that they didn't get chicken. Yeah, they forgot the chicken. And at this point he just goes, Alright, I'm gonna go get the damn chicken. He seems slightly disappointed. <laughs> and then they realize that Gates is taking off to go uh get his own apartment or something. He's gonna live that hobo life and sharpen up his hobo knife. If oh, he man. goes and hangs out with Beast in, in the park, that would be fucking great, I gotta say. Man, you say hobo, and I'm like, oh man, is this an O's reference? Because A.G. was a hobo. Yep. There's a reason underwear was such a big thing for him. That's true. Well, maybe maybe A.G., Beast, and Gates can all go share a tent. I'd be fine with that. I don't know. I, I, I think this Gates leaving thing is kind of dumb. A Common Rider sitcom would be pretty... Wait, no, I just remembered that existed. Never mind. <laughs> okay. What, uh, wasn't... Wasn't... Man, I, I, sw- I either dreamed it or it might actually be true. Wasn't Dan, like, in Terrence's house for a while? I don't know that. I've never seen Terrace House. Oh, Terrace House. That's what it's called. I, I could be imagining it. But, like, that's an amazing imagined thing. See, uh, you were up. So you were upset that Gates was taking off. Uh, as he is walking away, the camera zooms back, and Aura is like uh, watching him walk away. So I'm curious if this is going to play into the Time Jackers' plans. I think that's pretty exciting. I mean, if Gates becomes the next another rider, I'd be super down with that. That would be. Uh, the preview for the next episode it seems amazing, though. Apparently, we're going to there's going to be a second Sogo show up. Yeah, the one. Yeah, we were talking about that a couple episodes back, and um, about how no one has seen their past selves yet, and apparently, just two Shogos that we're going to have that. Yep, yep. Someone we're going to finally get some time crossover shenanigans. Oh my god! Holy shit! I was actually right. Dan Kuroto was in a Terrence house or Terran Terrace. Terrace House? It's not someone named Terrence's house, I don't yeah. think. Terrace House. Holy shit. I didn't imagine that. Nice. Wow. I've been told that series is very chill if you like uh, Slice of Life anything. Yeah, if you like people being passive-aggressive to each other. <laughs> what else is Slice of Life anime? I don't know what your family was like. <laughs> Man, I kind of want to watch that now and just imagine it's canon to X-Aid. I mean, nothing says it can't be. That's true. It's not like he at any point goes, I am not Dan Kuroto. Oh, man. I mean, just Googling this, apparently when he was when he was in the house, he just taught himself English. That does seem in character. Oh, my God. I mean, if you're on a reality-style show where you gotta sit around for a while, then why, why not? Wait, he's fucking a licensed pharmacist? He's fucking a licensed pharmacist? No, that's me. No, no, no. No, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. But uh, the actor of Dan Kuroto himself is a licensed pharmacist. Oh, okay. A lot more actors than you might realize have some medical training. Ken Jeong was a doctor. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. And then there's the 10.5 episode. Right. Yes, yeah, a really good point five episode. So, our three leads are talking about the fact that they have all been very out of character in this string of two episodes. <laughs> yeah. And then they get into the fact that every arc has had a different director, and the movie is going to have a different director. So we're yeah. at seven in ten episodes and change. That's crazy. Yeah, compared to, what, Four in twenty in Kuga, yeah, and then one of them only did that one recap episode. Yeah, also true. So as a result, they're talking about well, clearly this means that we as the actors have to keep our characters straight. That's how this is going to go, and then they immediately begin portraying themselves as wildly out of character. Yeah, it was a pretty good bit. I like it. I I mean. As I said last episode, it doesn't fix the problem of the episodes, but at, yeah. at least I have context to look at it differently now. 
I really like the bit when uh the lady when Sogo says to the lady who plays Tsukiyomi, like, wait, aren't you supposed to have more trust in me by now? And she walks over to him and says, Do I really seem that sweet to you? And it does like a soft focus JoJo camera on her face. It's oh cool. yeah. Yeah. Like I say, I enjoy these because they're very much this would be a media studies class. You could use these as a teaching tool. So let's talk about the production staff, you know, and we'll cut to them in the, uh... Join me at my next ASIN panel, where I use the point five episodes to talk about this. <laughs> Feel free! Yeah, but uh, they also mentioned that, like, if episodes 9 and 10 specifically feel off, well, the same guy wrote scripts 1 through 8. And then someone who did work on a lot of work on O's did nine and ten, but yes. then it was still half about Gem, right? Yeah, I I wish this were not a Japanese series because no one will ever talk about what the production on this was like outside of these very carefully done episodes. Yeah. Yeah, Japanese corporations are notoriously tight-lipped about that stuff. One of the only ones, and I only know this because Frank Cifaldi was discussing it, SNK is pretty good about talking about their past. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I, I like how uh, Sogo says, when he Sogo brings up that they all need to maintain their characters consistently, and Gates and Tsukiyomi are like, yeah, that sounds nice, you moron, but you're the worst about that. Yep. And then Gates calls uh, Sogo by his actor's name as they're cutting away. <laughs> that was pretty good. I, I I wonder if they just like used like a a botch cut of that. I yeah, I'm guessing the cut was probably good up until that the that last bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think this. I think overall, like these this arc of episodes is kind of just average. Yeah, it's not been my favorite so far. I would just say bad. I was more interested in the O's stuff than the Dan stuff. Yeah. See, I, I, I don't want to say it's bad, because I think, like, the early, like, build stuff is worse. Mm-hmm. But I can totally see that, though. I would definitely put this in the bottom tier of episodes thus far. I would agree. Yeah, probably. Uh, it might be the weakest arc so far. Maybe. I think it's just a mess. Was there another one that you, you really disliked, Garrett? I mean, well, I mean, the, the podcast shows I was pretty rough on the show in the beginning, so I think... Like, yeah, you really didn't episodes, like 1 and 2, and I, I was really into 1 and 2. So I think, like, for me, it's it's around where 1 and 2 was for me. Okay, fair enough. Maybe a little bit better, because I think it's it's kind of got its shit together for its own stuff, so I, it doesn't have the additional issues of that. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, these were okay. I don't, like, hate them or anything. But yeah, I, I definitely... They, they're they not quite as fun and uh, up to the standards as the other episodes have been. They're promising some real good stuff in the next one, though, so hopefully they turn it around in that episode. I'm morbidly curious. Yep, I mean, we're getting so close to Decade showing up, and I'm just so excited. <laughs> Garrett, you know I've still only seen one damn episode of decade yeah it's fine <laughs> he got a new driver it's completely different now <laughs> okay okay i'm gonna laugh if it turns out the actual decade episode spoils major parts of his series <laughs> we will deal with it when we come to it <sighs> all right <sighs> uh so this, sh so this show's on the internet at uh during three decadecast.com now, this show isn't on the internet. You have to come to us and get personally recorded discs of the podcast. We don't distribute this online. This show is on cassette tapes only. You can put in your mail-in order at journeythroughthedeckacast.com. That is the yep. most Japanese thing to put this on cassette. Please, please find our order cards in every newsstand. Wasn't, uh, don't like a lot of the Vaporwave artists do like limited release on cassettes now? Okay, so... Here's a fun fact, because I've been looking into this. Whereas we have a vinyl boom in hipster media and uh, classic style in America, Japan is going back to cassettes, and the production is getting so much that 
especially some weird partnership Bandcamp has, it's cheaper to buy a lot of albums with the cassette form and get the digital copy than to buy just the digital. That's awesome. Hmm. And it seems, I don't know if it's a glitch or just something some artists are setting up, but it's happened on more than one. It's very weird. I don't know, like, what sound cassettes have that you'd want that at this point. Cassettes are a very weird one because they're basically worse records. Like, they do not have any superior setup compared to a vinyl. The reason you'd get a cassette is to have it definitely sound worse. I mean, they're more portable than records, but yeah, that's what you have CDs and MP3s for. Yeah, I mean, like, you'd be buying it for the distortion that cassettes do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure why... I, I, I There was, like, a Reply All episode a while ago, or maybe it was 99% Invisible or something, where they were talking about how, like, cassettes are a big thing in, like, prisons, because they're, like, one of the few, like, pieces of media that let people have. I don't know. I don't know why you would use cassettes unless you had to. Hipster shits. And I say this is a hipster shit. I mean, I just said I have cassettes. I just... Hell, I told you off camera. I bought cassette tapes of an old series. That's amazing, though. It's the only way it was ever released, was uh, 13 VHSs. I guess if you loved audiobooks, then uh, there are a lot of audiobooks that are cassette only. Um, okay, so I did I did the outro thing. Um, passing through podcast, remember that. Well, if we've learned anything from this episode, it's... Please be involved in your local government. Yeah. It's true. I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna sign up to work in the diet today. The California but- diet. <laughs> Reach out to people uh, if you want to be an evil overlord. Or not evil overlord. I'm gonna go door to door and campaign for king. Yeah, uh, I was wondering about that. Oh, we we never brought up the fact that Sogo seems to want to be an elected king. No, I brought it up. Did you? Okay, I must have missed it when you said that. But I, 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 I was made the wildly... joke where uh, where Shogo wants to be president. Yeah. No, no, he wants to be an elected king. Yeah, That's... president. He he's saying yeah, that would be a president. No, no, it's totally different, Garrett. No, it's not. <laughs> wants to be an elected king. If you can say that... You can't even say that with a straight face in 2018. I can hear you <laughs> giggling every time. <laughs> you can't tell me I'm wrong, because I'm not. Eh, well, you know. I'm sure Sogo has some different opinion about it. Oh my god, does the queen have the dangerous zombie gashat? Is that why she's still around? <laughs> Who's the queen? The queen of England. <laughs> The undying oh, monarch. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty. She has 99 lives? Yes! Every time she trips over a corgi, she loses another one. <laughs> oh, no! The queen is Mrs. Doubtfire in my head, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Interesting. I'm great. Now I just want a slapstick comedy where the queen can't die. Where's Happy Death Day but with the queen? I thought that was a horror movie. It's a horror comedy. If you haven't seen Happy Death Day, go watch it. It's great. The sequel looks like it's going to lean in even harder on that. Yeah, well, I guess we could stop recording now. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's probably good. Happy Death Day to Zio.